This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York. Home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Saturday night on CBS, the NFL playoffs are in primetime. Ryan Tannehill leads the... Red Hot Titans into Foxborough for a day with the defending champion Patriots. Tennessee takes on New England Saturday night at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on CBS. Our toll-free hotline, 855-212-4227, is brought to you by Geico. Great news, you can save a bunch of money if you switch to Geico. Just go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. So there you go. Saturday, you got a doubleheader. Wild card football is finally here. The NFL playoffs are upon us. And I say let's dance. You got the games, right? And they are delicious. Bills and Texans to start it off at 435 Eastern on uh, ESPN and ABC. And then at 815 Eastern, roughly, on CBS, it's the Titans and Patriots. Now... Uh, We all know, and we'll get into the uh, NFC games later, but let's get into these games. So, you know, Tom Brady, everybody's talking about, like, what was it last night? His elbow, right? Now, you know, I guess is that the excuse of why the Dolphins beat him? I think the reason the Dolphins beat him was because uh, Fitzmagic outplayed Brady. And it was that simple. They just wouldn't die. And the pick six of Brady uh, was the end. Of that game. I, I thought that was the difference in the game. And then I just thought Fitzmagic played better. I mean, he just flat out wanted it, right? The guy played absolutely onions to the walls. And uh, uh, he deserved that win. That's all there is to it. Now, everybody else will say uh, Brady's finished. Brady's toast. He's washed up. It's his final game. Uh, his last home game. The whole deal. Are you buying any of that, uh, Carver High? Because... Uh, they're playing this game. Uh, if they win, obviously they go on the road, right? For the next uh, the divisional semi, uh, this will be their last. Uh, this will be they'll go to Kansas City. But uh, are you writing off Tom Brady that this is the end in New England? And is are people really buying that? No, look, I, I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times. Until I see him standing at the podium um, with the suit on with the tears streaming down his eyes that he's uh, leaving the game of football, I'm not, uh, I'm not counting anybody out. I'm, not, I'm never doing it with him. I'm sorry. Until I see him actually stand up there and say I'm retired or I'm leaving or, or anything like that, they're alive. Now, do I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl this year? No, I do not. Um, is the whole empire going to crash down Saturday night at Foxborough against the Titans? I do not think so either. It's the final year of his contract, the 42-year-old. The Pats are prohibited from assigning him the franchise tag, which creates a scenario unlike any he's ever experienced in his career. It could be his final home game with the Patriots. Uh, Brady was asked today whether he allows himself to consider those possibilities. He said, quote, I haven't thought about those things. I wouldn't be thinking about those things anyway. It's felt like a normal week for me. 
I just approach practice like I always have and try to do the best I can. That's what I'm going to do this weekend as well. He said he hasn't been aware of others talking about it because I haven't turned a TV on. It's probably not the best after we lose to turn the TV on and listen to all the shows and stuff like that. There probably wasn't too many great things happening. I tried to lay low this week. He was lighthearted when he showed up for a press conference. Uh, He was playing around with a reporter's uh, recording device. Uh, then was asked about his 30 playoff victories. Uh, He said, is that good? Is that any good? So to get his 31st playoff win against the Titans, he can't play the way he did against the Dolphins. We know that. Mafia, what do you think the uh, Patriots are going to do against the Titans, and do you think it's Brady's last game with the Patriots? I don't think it's his last game, even if they lose, because I think you know the one thing that we've seen from him the last couple years is defiance. Defiance of time, defiance of people saying he's done or that he should hang it up. Yeah. Every time you seem to think that he can't do it, it seems to, you know, get that chip on his shoulder going again that we've heard about this whole career. Oh, we hear about you know, hear about the chip on the shoulder about you know sixth round and no one wanted him, blah, blah, blah. Even when he became the greatest of all time, he needs that that extra motivation that it seems like. And that's been the last couple of years, people saying, You're too old. No one does it at this age. You gotta hang it up soon. So I think uh that he's Going to come back again because I don't see him sitting there and saying, you know what, I'm not good enough. I don't think I can do it. I think he really has to have a complete stinker of a season to have him come back and say, this is time. I don't have it anymore. I think this year he can blame it on the fact that he had no talent with him in his own mind if he wants to and say, I I can still get this done. And I can't see the pitches. He had decade lows in touchdown passes, yards per attempt. It was 24 TDs, yards per attempt, 6.6, and touchdown rate, 3.9%. And uh, everybody says it's because of the young or new receivers. They have mowed through receivers up there. Uh, They've always done that, though. Have they not always had a bunch of different receivers? They've always brought in different wide receivers all the time and running backs. They do whatever. It's next man up, and then they just hire whoever to fill roles and jobs. They've always done that, but he always had certain constants. You know, he always had, you know, for a a long period of time, Gronk. For a long period of time, there was Welker. For a long period of time... You know, it was Edelman. Or, I mean, like, he had certain guys that were there, and then they just fill out the rest of the roster. He didn't have those guys. You know, Gronk wasn't there. He's gone. You know, Edelman was hurt a lot of the season. So it was a lot different for him to have to work with completely new guys just about every week. So uh, everybody keeps double-teaming Edelman. Remember uh, Kansas City did it all day, Carver High? And now the Dolphins did it all day. Then they Then Roe picked off Brady. Can the Titans double-team him all day and then hope that the rest of those hacks don't get it done? Because that's what they are. Yeah, I think the Titans have the type of secondary that could do that. They've got some really good players back there, Logan Ryan and others. So I think that that's a strategy. It's worked. Look at the teams that have beaten him over the last month. Uh, It has worked, so I would try it. They used a linebacker to make a catch for a touchdown. The guy Roberts. Well, yeah, they needed a – they used like a – because, trick play. Because They've Sanu, scored a lot of touchdowns on trick plays. But Sanu year. and Dorsett just haven't been getting it done. I mean, uh, Dorsett had one catch. Sanu had three catches. And uh, do you even think that they're running the ball well at all? I don't think they're doing that well no, either. They are. I mean, the offense it's, as a whole has struggled this year. So they've used Michelle, Burkhead, and White. There's no way. that I just cannot see that team going to the Super Bowl. They're just – it's just not the same. There, There is absolutely no one in fear of this football team anymore. And that's the thing to me that surprises me so much. I mean, the McDaniels' name is so hot again this year that oh, he'll definitely have a job. 
Why? I mean, I know he hasn't had the greatest ingredients to try to cook with there, but he hasn't really made anything of it with the greatest quarterback of all time. So for him to be, like, number one on so many people's lists again this year, I'm looking at it and saying, what did he do? Do you think he's better off staying there again and waiting for Bill Belichick to uh, retire? Because I think that that's what he's going to do. Right. I, I, here's my thing with him. I, I, I get what Mafia's saying. Honestly, I, he's going to be hot no matter what because Patriot guys are always hot. I get that the I personally think it's just they don't have good enough personnel this year. I think that that's why their offense isn't as good. I don't think it's Brady. I think it's just they don't have weapons. Um, McDaniel will always be a hot name. Here's why I will never trust him. What he did to the Colts, I'll never trust him again. Saying right. that he's taking the job and then backing out of it, that's why I just don't want any part of him. And I get why teams are so enamored with him. Um, I think he's sticking around and waiting for Bill. Although, let's be honest, does Bill look like he's shutting it down anytime soon? No. Like, what's that guy going to do if he's not coaching football? You think he's sitting around on the boat drinking a Mai Tai? No. I just, I don't see it. I just don't see it. Isn't his girlfriend from Jersey? Maybe he can hang out in Atlantic City and play slots. He seemed to love doing those, you know, the NFL shows that the greatest players and stuff. Maybe he gets into the media. Maybe he took my job at the NFL Network. He was absolutely excellent on those, by the way. Yeah. I know every, we might have talked about this before. Everybody break, gave but, him rave reviews. But honestly, when he's in that setting and he's talking about things like that and just talking he's actually about football, cool. he is so interesting and engaging to listen to. When you get him on the podium in the middle of the week on a Wednesday. Anything about the Patriots. It's just, it's, it's painful. But when you sit him in that room with a couple of Hall of Famers and, and they're talk or with a Saban thing too, and he's just talking football. He's brilliant. He's it's great to listen he's to him. He's engaging love football. It is. Do you think he's in a like a Phil Jackson kind of situation that everyone's talked about how Tom Brady's the greatest of all time and maybe that that's like the reason that he's winning, that he feels like he has to stick around after Brady leaves to prove that he's as good a coach as, you know, he thinks he is? Yeah, I don't think that, uh, frankly, in my opinion, as I've told you many times, I don't believe he has to prove anything to anybody ever. He's going to go into the Hall of Fame as what, if not the greatest coach ever. You know, people can say, you know, it's so easy that the whole Lombardi thing has just gone on forever, right? They've just they've tagged that guy the greatest coach ever, right? Am I wrong? And they've just rolled with that year after year after year. They named the trophy after him and everything else. So... He's the pinnacle, right? But you can't even tell me that this guy hasn't passed him. Belichick has passed oh. all of them. Oh, he's passed him. So he's long, long ago passed Lombardi, in my opinion. There's nothing he can do to, uh, you know, damage what he's accomplished, in my opinion. In fact, uh, do you remember even when Brady went down, didn't he coach uh, Matt Castle to like 14 wins? 11 and 5. 11 and 5 or something. So here's the deal. Uh, I think a lot of people will because the media is vicious to begin with. I think they'll they'll bash him when Brady leaves and they are average because they're not. I mean, are they just gonna? Because they don't have Garoppolo, they don't have that. Who's their backup? Hoyer. I believe the kid Stidham from Auburn. Oh God, it's even worse. He has no chance with him. So now he's going to be looking for a quarterback. Looking for a quarterback, and is he not better off just sticking with Brady again for another year? Uh, we don't really know what the... Doesn't he just do a one-year deal but, but to keep thing. going? We don't know what the relationship is behind closed doors. We don't know what it is. We've Remember always, the stories that said it was stories. super dysfunctional right, and everybody but, hated each but, other? But who knows if that's not completely false. I mean, maybe there are some things. Brady might be... I mean, Kraft and Brady might be the tightest ever. And 
Bill, you know how about, Bill. How about Tom Brady taking famous Jameis job? But go, you go know Bill. For Tampa Bill and get a little has shown tan. this his entire time in New England. No matter how good you were for him, when he thinks you're done, he lets you go. Yeah. And, you know, I believe that report. I think he thought Tom was getting to the end and he wanted to start going in the Jimmy G area. And Kraft, Brady, and, Brady uh, and Kraft said no. Right. It's not happening. Kraft power played him. So, uh, you know, other than that, I think that at the end of the day, Bill's going to win because he can coach forever. John in New York, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you, brother, for taking my phone call. You guys are talking about the game. I'm actually a, a Titans fan. I'm actually going to that game over right. in Foxborough. Right. And uh, I, I'm probably maybe the very one of the very few people that believe that the Titans are going to absolutely are going to upset the Patriots. And here's my reasoning why. Um, it's supposed to be raining that day. Um, Derek Henry set out set out that last game, and you saw what he did coming back after setting out that last game. I think they're going to run the ball, and then Tannehill's been playing really well. Um, I just think it's a combination um, of that with the weather. And then their defense, that Titans defense has a well, – What's um, the weather supposed to be like? Is there a bad – Yeah, it's supposed to be raining and about 45. Raining about 45. And, and, you, and that gives someone an edge or something? You think the Titans have an edge? Well, what, because they'll yeah, just I, run the I, ball I, down their throat? Because let, let's not let, – no, let's be clear here. Yeah. I, I, I would love to see your team win. But let me – and I mean that. If, if they beat them, I will sit back. I'll, I'll take my clothes off, okay? So first in points allowed, uh, the Patriots defense, 14 a game, and uh, yards allowed per game, 275. If you don't think that they're not going to show up and clamp down on this team in this football game on Saturday, you're imagining things. They're, the, the best way for them to win this game – the Patriots, is not with that anemic offense that they have right now. It's with that defense. They could win that game just by playing defense. If they shut Henry down, you guys are screwed. No, I mean, but you're also forgetting about A.J. Brown, who's actually a runner for the uh, rookie of the year, and also um, uh, the other wide receiver that we have. Like, we're, we're okay, team. What, what bothers me about the Titans, and this is what I'm worried about, is you never now you never know what you're going to get, but if – if our running game's not working, like you said, it's it's going to be hard for us. Tannehill has to play out of his mind. But I've actually, like this year, he's been playing pretty good. I mean, he had 400, he had two 400-yard consecutive games and stuff like that. My question to you, then, and it's can you picture a world? Can you picture a world seriously where Ryan Tannehill beats uh, Tom Brady in a playoff game at Gillette Stadium? Like, I hope you're right. I really do. But I think there might be some, you know, somebody may have put some alcohol in your dinner. Or something, you know, in your drink. I, I, I like you said. You say you hope it happens, and I and I'll I call do. You back, I, I'll call you back on you know the next time you're on, and we'll and we'll talk about it. But I hope I'm, they I'm, win. I mean, what do you think? I'm lying. I, I hate the Patriots. I mean, no, I, and, I, and I do too. But here's my thing, though, is that the, I think this is just this is just a perfect game for the Titans and, and for and for the Patriots. Yeah, be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for, brother. I'm telling you, like it just sounds so easy to John, doesn't it? Am I am I making this stuff up? John's got it all figured out like it's just a walk in a park. Sounds good. It's just you sound like this is the easiest thing ever. Like you're going in to play the uh you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or something. You know, it sounds like you're playing the Browns. I mean, honestly, you're playing Brady and that defense in Gillette at Foxborough. Not only that, they'll get every call in the game too, won't they? Like they always do. 
855-212-4227. Call the show, you femmes. You mean to tell me that I'm sitting here and you're not talking about these wild card games? What is wrong with you people? Bills, Texans on the table next. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, 855-212-4227 is the number to get on the bench. Mike in Buffalo on 1270 here on CBS Sports Radio. Scotty, happy new year, buddy. Back at you, bro. <clears throat> I want to uh, compare the Bills this year to uh, your Pittsburgh Steelers. When they went on the road, the young quarterback, great defense. They had the bus. Right. They they rushed. It, it, it's, it's similar to the Bills. I don't like the fact that they're going to be on the road, you know, I don't think it matters. Away, but... I, I don't think it matters where they play the game. I, I really don't. I, I'll just uh, – they have a great defense, and I've said this over and over. They got a great secondary. Throwing the ball against them is brutal. Um, and then, you know, I think their uh, offense is, is you know, decent. I think it's adequate. I think Allen does a, a you know, pretty respectable job. Uh, I think they make plays. I think the receivers make plays. I think they have a running game. I think they're well coached. I think they're going to be a real headache for the Texans. I will say, uh, I think that, you know, their quarterback's better. I think they're, uh, you know, Hopkins, the receiver, is the best player on the field. The guy's got glue on his hands. He makes every catch. So, uh, he's he's crazy. Watson's crazy good. I mean, Watson's better than uh, Allen. But Allen needs to, I think, manage the game, not turn the ball over, fair enough, and then let the defense make stops. Um, because I don't think, you know, look, Fuller never plays. He's a wuss. I hate to say it. The guy's got all the talent in the world, but he's just an injury waiting to happen. And then, you know, I got to be honest with you. Uh, everybody's talking about J.J. Watt like he's some Superman coming out of, uh, you know, a phone booth with a cape on. He's going to, you know, save the day. He hasn't played all year, right? Has he not, like, missed the entire season? I mean, let's face facts. He got hurt and missed, like, what, 10 games, 12 games? Just stop. This, these are the same people trying to sell me that Marshawn Lynch is going to carry the Seahawks, and he hasn't played a year and a half, Right. I'm not buying it. I don't care if he had a touchdown from one yard out in the uh, Seahawks game last week, right? They still lost the game, didn't they? So uh, I don't think he's the savior any more than Watt is. I think that, uh, in my opinion, I, I really mean this. I think that the Texans, to me, and I know this is probably stupid, but they have two players. They have two players that make plays. They're quarterback and Hopkins, right? That's their magic. I don't think they have any other special ingredients, in my opinion, that really make them stand out over the Bills. I think the Bills overall, overall, I think they're more dangerous than the Texans. They have they have so many ways to beat you. And you talked about the Steelers. They kicked the Steelers' ass in that game. Don't be fooled by the score. They were in their heads. This guy, what's his name, White? He's so dangerous. What, did he pick off that guy three times or something in the game? Twice in the game, he could have had five. I mean, the guy was so unbelievable. They were scared to death of him. I I think they're, uh, you know, uh, the Steelers had no chance in that game, in my opinion. I hate to tell you. Like, you knew they were going to blow that game. It was written all over it. It was like watching a bad movie. I I knew they were going to lose that game. Uh, I didn't think they were going to throw that pass to the tight end. 
And so they burned me there. So everyone thinks the Bills suck until they shove a 20-yard pass down your throat and sleep with your wife. So they can beat you. But I do think that Watson is a problem for them. They're going to be chasing him around all day like a headache. And I think that Hopkins is a nightmare for them. No one else. I'm not afraid of anybody else. Uh, what do they got, Stills? He's a problem. He's a little bit of a problem, too. I'll give you that. But the Bills are a problem for anybody. Like, look, if the Bills were to upset the Texans, which is what everyone's saying it would be on the road, right, I think they could go and beat the Patriots. Patriots don't lose home games in the playoffs. When's that happened? 20 years ago? When's the last time they lost a home game in the playoffs? I mean, it's, it's been a, a while. It's been a while. It's like your worst nightmare. Like all these people, tell, the last guy called up and said it's going to be a walk in the park playing the Patriots. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So the Bills, in my opinion, I think the Titans have been playing fantastic football. They stole that uh, playoff spot from the Steelers like nobody's business, and they deserve to. They played way better football than the Steelers. The Steelers played candy-ass high school football for the last month. That's what they played, candy-ass high school football. I went to the game. I told you it cost me 1,500 clams to sit on the 50-yard line. I wanted to puke watching that crappy-ass high school Pop Warner quarterback of theirs duck hodge this, okay? My onions on your chin. How does that sound? I watched that guy, I wanted to hurl watching him. He sucks so bad. Get him out of there. He sucks. Amateur hour. And then their other kid, he's a, he's another hothead. Uh, your boy getting in a fight with the whole Cleveland Browns team. Good luck with that. He was never the same after he got his head smashed in with a helmet. I don't want to hear it. So, and they couldn't beat the uh, the Bills. They couldn't beat anybody. They couldn't beat the Jets. Couldn't beat the... Do you remember people trying to sell me? Uh, do you remember? I was tweeting during the holidays. People trying to sell me they were going to beat the Ravens. I said they were going to lose to the Ravens, even if the Ravens' wives played the game. If they sent out their wives in uniforms to play the game, they would have beaten the Steelers because they were such cream puffs. I'm sick of hearing about how great the Steelers are. They suck. That's that. Let's get real here. They did nothing. They did absolutely nothing. So the team that, and I think the Titans deserve the playoffs, but the team that can beat the Patriots is the Bills. That's their, that, that's the team that can do it. I, now, if the Titans go in there and beat them, I'll run naked down my street. I'll be all for it. I, listen, I hope it happens. But I'll believe it when I see it. I, I mean it. Call the show and talk about the wild card games. Or do you want to talk about tea or something? Maybe you can... Maybe, do you have a cup of tea with your wife? Maybe, do you sit around, do you, put, do you put milk in it? Do you have little cookies with it too? I'm over here smoking fatties and talking wild cards and gambling heavily and drinking shots of scotch. You go have that cream and tea with your wife. I'm over here on this side, smoking. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. So tonight I gave you Cincinnati to win, laid the points, double cover there, gave you Tennessee to win. It was a pick 'em, hit that. Uh, you know, last night uh, six and two in bowl game bets, uh, eight and four in college rack. Go back to Tuesday night, eighty-six percent, twelve and two in the NBA, including hitting my top five spreads and going six and one against the spread and on the money line. Monday, sixty-four percent winners. Uh, 88% in bowl picks on uh, Monday. Uh, you know, it's just unbelievable. 63% in college hoops on Monday. I mean, the results speak for themselves. Pharrellonthebench.com. The numbers are phenomenal. It's cheap. The return is absolutely gratifying. You're going to love it. Sign up. You're going to dig it. Trust me. And 
Hide the money from your wife. PharrellOnTheBench.com. Very exciting. Don't forget the wild cards are this weekend, so pounce on those PharrellOnTheBench.com picks. You're going to love it. So uh, here we go. 855-212-4227 to get on the bench. One other thing, just real quick, Carver. I had two games tomorrow on the ice. Washington, Carolina, Detroit, and Dallas. There was a bunch of games tonight. I've been watching games all night. I'm watching Colorado. They're up 4-2 in the third with 17 minutes left against the Stanley Cup champion Blues, who've been on fire lately. I kind of like the Blues tonight in Denver. No, listen, Blues have been playing really well. Uh, They're one of the top five teams in the NHL, as we know, the defending champs. That Washington-Carolina game, nobody in the Metro seems to ever lose unless they play each other right now. Although I think the Islanders and the Penguins both dropped. The Penguins lose to the Sharks. Overtime lost 3-2. So they got a point. I think Burns hit a slap shot in overtime. It's so tight. One through five or six in the Metro right now. You guys lost to Jersey 2-1. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that Washington-Carolina game, uh, of course, played in the playoffs last year. I saw saw Nico Heeshear score, uh, had a goal to assist when I saw him against Toronto. Tonight he had the game winner. He did. Dan's Uh, through a couple Do you think he's getting uh, better? Yeah, look, it's his third year. I I think he's, you know, he's improved. He's turning into a player. You know, it's hard. He's not one of these guys that, you know, a lot of times when you have the first pick in the draft, um, you know, you expect a lot more, especially right away. And, and even Hughes hasn't done well, it. He yeah, had he a game winner in overtime last yeah. week. That looked really good to break away. He didn't play tonight. He was injured. He didn't play tonight so, against the Islanders. I watched him play. I thought he had nice hands. I thought he was quick. Uh, he had a still nice very jump. Small. Very he's skinny. He's, still, he's a small kid. He's, he's a twig. He's got to. He's going to fill out, which he will when he gets into his twenties. He's going right. to get bigger. But uh, he's sure he's he's a good player. That was a, a tough draft because there wasn't really a. You know, Superstar. That, that jump out guy to take Who's this kid uh, that I keep hearing about in Canada that's going to be number one? Oh, I don't know the kids. That I, the, whoever's I know. Be, I, I've been watching uh, all these. Uh, like the juniors. Yeah. yeah, highlights of him. He's something else. His name's like, it's not Le Perrier or something like that. It's something like that. It's close to that. Yeah, I, I, haven't I, seen I don't him, get I, too crazy with the, guy, with the kids until... We get to like April, May, right before the draft. But this kid can flat out play. I've seen some highlights recently. And, and once him. the USA loses, like they lost the, the quarters to Finland this morning, so yeah. I won't even sniff that junior. So tournament. tomorrow, Miami and Orlando, uh, the Heat. I think they they won that game tonight, right at home against the Raptors. Uh, then uh, they got Atlanta, Boston tomorrow in Boston, Portland at Washington. Both of those teams have been atrocious lately. Philadelphia, Houston's the game of the night. And then uh, New York Phoenix out in the desert. How about this one? Uh, the Pelicans and Lakers at Staples. That would have been a good game if they would have let uh, Zion Williamson come back for that, right? They're still not going to have him on the floor for that game. Still he's, waiting. He's close, but no cigar for that game tomorrow night. But uh, believe it or not, the Pelicans, no one can even believe this because they've been so bad. But lately, they've been on a tear. They've won four straight and covered all four. And in that run, they beat the Blazers, Nuggets, Pacers, and Rockets, who are all good teams, except I don't think the Blazers are that good this year without Jerkic. Do you? I don't think they're that good. I said this last night. It's McCollum and, and Damon, nothing else. And that's that. Seems like they're getting a lot from, from Melo, too, which is, you know. Melo's giving them a lot because they have nothing else, so they stick his old ass out there and let him just jack shots. All right, here we go. 855-212-4227. That's just a glance at what's going on tomorrow. And they're believe it or not, there's one really, two really good uh, college basketball games, in my opinion: Wisconsin and Ohio State. And the and but the better game is Seton Hall Georgetown. 
Tomorrow night, that's the game. Seton Hall and Georgetown's the game. And then I Hoyas have been on fire. And Seton Hall got Powell back. They're tough. They're coming off a big win. Uh, they're a dangerous team as well. That should be a really good game tomorrow night. No line on that game yet. I have no idea why, but I think it's going to be a good one, uh, the Hall and, and Hoyas. Here we go. Mark and D.C. on the fan. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Pharrell. A great show. Thanks, I've always buddy. admired it. First-time caller. Oh, my man. Thank you. And uh, But I just wanted to uh, take exception to a comment you made before about Belichick passing Lombardi as the greatest head coach ever right. a long time ago. And uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. Although you can make a case for Belichick being the GOAT, Belichick never won five NFL championships in nine years. Okay, so, well, like, he never he never had a chance to do that. You understand what you're talking about is let's just let's just do the, you know, let's just be fair here and do this from Super Bowl, you know, from the Super Bowl era on, okay? So Lombardi, he was in the first Super Bowl, whatever, and then moving forward, uh, would that be fair? Because, you know, if Belichick lived in those days, this is like listening to Cleveland Brown fans try to sell me on the Browns' glory days in the uh, before the uh, Super Bowls, right? NFL championships, fair enough? So, like, if you're just going to judge it on uh, Super Bowls, in my opinion, without looking at any numbers in front of me or anything else, it's not even close. I'm not looking at anything in front of me. I'm telling you, it's not even close. The amount of wins that Belichick has in the playoffs and Super Bowls and his appearances in Super Bowls and losses even, uh, just the number of Super Bowls alone, he blows him away. There's no, It's not even worth discussing. So, Belichick you, you, went 10 years. Listen, without- listen, you, how old are you? How old are you? 57. Okay, you're my age, and you're giving me advice about Lombardi? Jesus, go to bed. Are you kidding me? You weren't even alive. You and I weren't alive watching this stuff, and you're acting like you're some kind of expert on Vince Lombardi. Stop. Just stop yourself. Carver High, are you serious? You're going to try to sell me that this guy that's been to 75 Super Bowls in a row isn't the greatest coach ever. I mean, Jesus, you can't even—Lombardi never did that. Yeah, look, I, I'm not going to disagree with anything. Now, clearly, I wasn't alive to watch Vince stroll up and down the sidelines. I mean, I didn't see it. But this guy's acting but, like he was, like he was standing there. You know, and, and, and here's another thing. You cannot compare NFL championships to what we're talking about here. This is, this is why this gets hard to do, whether you're talking about coaches or players or in any of these sports. It could be football, baseball, basketball, anything. It is hard to compare generations versus each other. It's the different game. I mean, Belichick's dealing with things that Vince Lombardi did not deal with in his day. Salary cap, free agency, the players, all all you know, all those things. More teams in the league, et cetera, et cetera. It's a different game. They're both outstanding coaches. They pl- it's different times. It's hard to compare them. Right. At Mafia, what do you think? I mean, you you weren't even like your family, your your dad wasn't even alive. Right, it's always harder. I, I agree with the same thing that Carl was saying. To, to compare it to saying, okay, well, they won all these championships back in the day. How many teams were there? The game wasn't the same the way it's developed as far as you know, the passing game. It was just you know, a lot of grinded out, you know, three yards in a pile of dust type offenses back then. Sure, he revolutionized this game. He won a lot. But to beat four or five teams, you know, to win the title is different than having to beat 24 teams to win a title, you know? Uh, listen, okay, calm down. All right, so 96 96- – 
34 and 6, 73% winning percentage. I'll give you that. Postseason, 9 and 1. Three NFL championships, fair enough, which I'm not even going to consider here. Fair enough, let's just, you know, if Belichick got to coach all these NFL championships, how many do you think he'd win? So if you're going to do it on Super Bowls alone, you go, uh, he won Super Bowl one and Super Bowl two, Lombardi, right? That's it. How many Super Bowls have we watched uh, Belichick in? Are you kidding me? It's not, you can't even, it's just laughable. Stop, just stop. It's not, I'm not going to listen to it. Dwight in Dallas, just shut up. Honestly, I love you, but you're wrong. And I don't even want to be right. I can't stand them. I can't stand the Patriots. You think I want to sit here and give them all this glory? How many times do I got to say it? But you can't make that argument. I mean, it's, it's not that. Lombardi, you know what he got out of it? He's the greatest coach that ever lived with his name on the trophy. There you go. Congratulations. But this other guy, they should call it the Belichick. That's what they should call it from now on. Should be his trophy because he's got it more than anyone ever touched it. You know what's funny? Chuck Knoll won more than Lombardi. And he doesn't even get recognized that he won four Super Bowls in six years. Terry Bradshaw, 4 0, they don't even mention him. He's not even mentioned as a good quarterback. He sucks. They talk about him as a broadcaster. And they, I mean, he's doing Dorito commercials. I mean, honestly, they give these people no recognition for their accomplishments whatsoever. Well, you got to remember, Lombardi's got those five NFL championships before the Super Bowl, so. That's what he's trying to pull out of his uh, rear end? I mean, honestly, stop. It's like listening to these Browns fans trying to sell me that they have some kind of glory. Shut up. You have no glory. Your glory's in the toilet. Uh, can you not call me about 1950 and pre, you know, right after the World War? Can we can we stay out of that? Can we stay out of World War II, please? Thanks. Jesus Christ. What is it? Uh, 2020? It's Barbara Walters or nothing. I kind of like that line right there at the end. Dwight in Dallas. Hey, happy New Year, fellas. Good to hear your voice again. Hey, hey man. Hey, my man. What's up, brother? Hey, listen. Hey, um. Boy, I tell you, watching them, I'm a Steeler fan just like you. We already talked before. I tell you, them last three games was absolutely middle school offense brutal. You know, scoring 10 points in a row, three games in a row, was awful, man. And Mason Rudolph, who has more, who has worse luck than that kid? If he ain't getting hit upside the head with a helmet, he, he got a hurt shoulder. I just pray to God that Big Ben comes back with vengeance next year. We, we got a pretty good defense, man. And I just want your opinion. If Big Ben is playing this year, strong and healthy like he normally is, I think we do win 10 ball games, man. What do you think? Uh, they would have won. Uh, I think they would have won the Bills game if he was playing at home. I think they would have won the Jets game in uh, MetLife if he was playing. And I think they would have uh, given the Ravens – if all the Ravens weren't playing in the game like they weren't on Sunday – the Steelers would have won the game with Roethlisberger because they would have had to have won the game. Let's say they would have won it. He would have won the last three games literally by himself. They couldn't win the games because they were playing with those hack-ass Pop Warner quarterbacks they got. Stop being nice. Let's stop with all the nice stuff, okay? Here's your boy Belichick in the Super Bowl. All right, thanks. So going back to Cleveland in 94, lost to the Steelers in the AFC Divisional game. And then uh, 2001, Super Bowl champ. 2003, Super Bowl champ. 2004, Super Bowl champ. 2005, lost in the divisional game. 2006, lost in the AFC championship game. 2007, lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. And then I don't even want to talk about his other losses. They were all in the playoffs. One, two, three, uh, four, five, including a Super Bowl loss again to the Giants. But then a Super Bowl win uh, in 
2014, lost in the AFC Championship in 15, another Super Bowl Championship in 16, lost to the Eagles in the Super Bowl in 17, and then won another Super Bowl against the Rams in 2018. Don't even talk to me about anybody else anymore. Go to bed, and you have halitosis. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 